We're so excited that we've almost made it to our first year of Christian Women in Business. Actually, we're that excited that we're going to have our very first birthday party. We couldn't have had a party without a little learning, so we've created our first birthday party to be a full day's workshop, and we'll be having our first annual conference, so you can learn and celebrate with us. Above all, we want to celebrate you, because without you, we wouldn't exist. We invite you to join us on Saturday, the 17th of February, 2018, at Tweed Heads, New South Wales, Australia. Tickets are for sale on our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au, and then click on our first birthday. We can't wait to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah J. Meeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. In November, I was invited to go and talk to um, at the Deborah Conference in Brisbane, which Marie from our community Uh, runs and founded Um, and while I was stood there uh, waiting to go on I felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit to um, uh, to do a session of prayer instead of my actual content about building a community and so um, I led a prayer session for the business owners instead Uh, and I promised that I would record uh, the content into the podcast So this is uh, the content and it's all about uh, building your community in your business. So uh, I'm going to start with a question. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong? So have you ever felt like you didn't belong? If you've got one, get out a notepad and pen um, and answer these questions or just think about them in your head. Write out where you didn't belong and why you felt you didn't belong. So write out where you didn't belong and why you felt you didn't belong. Now, this is not to make you feel like an outcast or anything like that. It's just to get you generally thinking about a moment in your life where you felt like you didn't belong somewhere. Society has taught us from a young age that if we don't fit into our surroundings, then we're weird and we don't fit in. How times have changed, my friends. (laughs) So um, who's heard of the industrial age, uh, the information age, and now we're actually going into a new age, I believe, and it's more of a tribal age. So we had the industrial age, which was a mass production, and the industrial age is which, yeah, so industrial age, which moved to mass production, Uh, where basically marketers try to create products and sell them to the masses. 
And they did this uh, via a few different mediums. So if we kind of think back all the way back to kind of Henry Ford era, even a little bit before Henry Ford, where we had the industrial age, and then we kind of went on to uh, the mass age. Um, so you, how marketers kind of marketed in the in the mass production age would have been through um uh, so starting with industrial we've got newspapers um so you know you'd have your advertisements in newspapers there wasn't any kind of live or any other medium apart from written so you had newspapers and you had signs in shops shop signs and really 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 basic marketing tools and then we move into industrial and mass production age. So we still had newspapers. Um, and not long after that, we then had the radio. So marketers could advertise um, in newspapers and in radio. They had two, two options. And then once um, kind of mass production took off um, and uh, enabled products to be made on a bigger scale we then had a, a couple of different means which was radio and tv and there were only a few channels available on tv at that time so uh, you didn't kind of have choice um, and that enabled mass marketers to just market to the mass so here's our product, it's only one of that kind, it's in mass production and we're just feeding you through these few channels. So radio and TV um, and, and newspapers still were a really, really, really effective way of marketing to their, to their customers. And then we've moved on to the information age. So in the information age, we still had radio, we had TV, but TV had moved on. So we um, we had Ostar, uh, depending on where you are in the world, it's Ostar, Skype, um, basically paid TV. This then opened up a branch to so many more channels rather than your standard three to five channels um, that was your free TV, which meant that marketers could no longer kind of their finger in the pie. There was lots of different pies and, uh, you know, it... It wasn't as affected. It became diluted. And then we're moving into this tribal age. So we've got, uh, we've still got radio. We've got TV with hundreds of channels. There's YouTube, social media, and podcasts. So marketing has become very, 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 very diluted. But if we go back to kind of the industrial and mass production age, um, these people and a lot of businesses actually still think that they need to promote a market in this sense. And I know you're probably thinking, what has this got to do with communities? Uh, but we're going to get onto that a little later in the podcast. So uh, back in the industrial and mass production age, they put people into four categories. These were the mass, normal, weird, and rich. So mass, normal, weird and rich. So the mass was everyone, everyone and everyone. You had normal and, and they were everyone who wasn't weird or how we say the Joneses. <laughs> weird, which was everyone who isn't normal and isn't the masses and then rich. And uh, we don't just mean rich by, you know, being a billionaire. 
or a millionaire or back then just, you know, a thousandaire. <laughs> but uh, people who have choice. So people who have enough money or a lifestyle that gives them choice of freedom. So because of the change in advertisement, TV ads were no longer engaging. The masses on the three channels now were masses over hundreds of channels. And Facebook has kind of created a culture now that we're moving into and have been in for a while, a culture of groups and communities. So marketing to the crowds has now gone into marketing from the masses to marketing to the weird. So for the record, I don't mean weird in the way that, you know, and weird aren't loners. Like we're not talking about loners. No one's a loner and they're not alone. Uh, We're talking about weird because they've forgotten the comfort and the efficiency of the mass. Um, They don't really want to just be associated with what is normal. And instead, they're forming smaller groups, groups where their weirdness is actually accepted. Um, And in time, that has then become their normal. So the key elements of being weird is this. You insist in making a choice. So you're not just going to go around with the Joneses, choose to fit in and kind of be on your merry way and keep buying the normal mass-produced products. Instead, you're actually choosing to make a different decision to things that suit you and who you are as a human being. So kind of the masses and the Joneses aren't just the primary people we're marketing to now. We need to think about how we can market the weird. So if you still have your pen and paper, grab it. Or if you're just listening in the car, kind of ponder over this question. In your business, are you marketing to the masses or are you marketing to the weird? So in your business, are you marketing to the masses or are you marketing to the weird? For your business... To survive in today's world, it's important you learn how to stop marketing to the masses and to create your own community of weird. At CWIB, we've created a community that the normal might find weird, but who's in it find it normal. And so um, it's not about marketing to the masses, but marketing to your weird And that itself will build your community. A great example of a lady who's in our community um, and who has a great potential to build community uh, with her uh, weird, if you like, um, is a lady who builds um, horse carts. Now, for me personally, um, I don't mind stroking a horse's nose, but, um, you know, I'm not a horse person. Every experience I've had riding horses has been a bad one. We just don't see eye to eye. Like they go up and down and I smash into their body when they go up. And then I fall off when they go down if we trot or something. And I'm usually given the most grumpiest horse in the class. So horses to me are not my normal. They are weird. <laughs> But I know that there are plenty of people out there who love horses and um, 
who love like the community that horses bring. Um, so they have a great business and a great opportunity to build a community of horse-loving, traveling people who have decided not to follow the masses um, and, and drive cars, for Jake's sakes, but want to ride horses. Um, or, you know, have chosen not to do push bikes, but have chosen horses, which is cool. And that is like totally their normal. So once, and it's, yeah, it's such a great opportunity and something that can be so embraced to welcome people who get that hoarseness. And um, once you feel comfortable with expressing your weird and making your choices, you'll feel comfortable about building your community and embracing their weirdness for it to feel normal and a great example of that is um in the show later on I've actually um introduced a member who has just kind of started breaking out into the community adventure she's identified her weird and is completely embracing that and has found other people to make them feel normal as well but I want to first look into your business so and, and work out what your weirdness is. So uh, first of all, the first question is, within your business, what is weird about you and what you do? Like what is, I guess what it might be is your niche, but what is your weird and what is it about your business that uh, other people who aren't normal <laughs> would find normal? Or, you know, what is your little bit of awesomeness? So another example of an awesome lady who is in our community and she's all the way in Scotland has um, a business where she makes customized tweed jackets. And, you know, she's got that um, kind of upper class, if you like, market of people who absolutely love tweed jackets and want one made for themselves that fit their own body like you could have an awesome community of people who love embracing their tweedness and I just think that's so cool and another great opportunity to build community so what is your weird the second question how can you embrace your weird into your market so when you share your message other weird people can understand and can relate to your weirdness. So how can you embrace your weird to the market so when you share your message, other weird people can understand and can relate to your weirdness? My next question is, what is it that you can promote and share within your community that allows people to open up about their weirdness? So how can you make people safe? And what is it that you can promote or share within your community already that allows people to open up about their weirdness. So some takeaways before we invite Janet into the show is a very, very, very powerful point. And um, I love this point. And um, I think it's something that, you know, we kind of identified at the beginning of Christian women in business. And I think it's really important for you to kind of grasp too and that's don't try to be all things to all people in your business so don't try to be all things to all people in your business instead be something important to a few 
grasp onto them and build your community out of that. Once you've found your weirdness and built your community, you can then go on to um, grow, to market, and just to embrace who you are in your business. Welcome to the podcast, Janet. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So good to have you on. Um, Now, we originally planned it that you were actually going to be coming on stage spontaneously at the Deborah conference, but God took us on another route that day. So you kindly come on the podcast show today instead. How awesome is that? It's pretty cool. It's better than standing in front of everyone, I must say. <laughs> is this your first podcast? It is. Yay! <laughs> Always good for new things. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So we've got some questions lined up for you uh, because I thought that your business was a great example of how you've kind of incorporated community into your business and part of your marketing it kind of lines up with what you do and what you're all about so first of all just tell us a little bit about your business cool um my business is all about riding a bike and getting others to ride a bike um I do it because I'm extremely passionate and just love getting outside and there's so many people out there who are quite nervous about riding And it's all about getting them on either a coaching session or a guided ride. Um, I even do weekend retreats, um, doing one next weekend down in Oakuni in New Zealand. Uh, So it's all about getting my clients to feel comfortable. Yes, I just absolutely love it. That's the main part of my business. And then um, I also contract out to a variety of companies for my cycle skills instructors side of things and that is the whole cycle education part of it here in New Zealand. That's awesome. I might actually go into that a little bit later because you've got quite a cool testimony be a bit more spontaneous. Um, Okay. But uh, we'll keep on with the theme for now. So tell us about the community you've made within your business for that. So probably it was about I think two months ago I started thinking about this and I've created a community within Facebook. And the whole idea was that I had quite a few clients who just wanted more from me. And I couldn't give that either via email or the standard Facebook page because it was too public. Uh, And via email, it was just taking up too much of my time. So I decided to create an an exclusive group for my clients. Uh, And it was all about making them feel special, uh, that they could get to know me as a person. Uh, and then from there, hoping that they would join in on more things that I can offer, um, but in the same time, encouraging them to stretch themselves and reach for new goals. So it's it's all about them being part of a safe environment. Yeah, and uh, they can share their passion of cycling with others as well. Definitely. So it's a one one of the ways that they can actually connect with people that they have met on either a coaching session or a guided ride as well. So not just connect with me, but connect with those people that, you know, they've, they've briefly met. Yeah. So what type of people do you have in, in your community that share the passion? Uh, so all of them have been on some for, form of ride or coaching session with me. Majority of them uh, have been riding bikes for some time. Uh, but I've actually got a few newbies uh, coming through on that. 
majority of them are also very cautious riders. So they're not someone who would just hop on a bike and go riding. Um, and most of them are probably 40 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So male and female. That's cool. So they're like their own unique group of cyclists, even within cyclists. So yeah, Definitely. there's all different types. There's advanced, you know, just beginners. And yeah, you seem to have found a real niche within that. So how has this helped improve your business? What it's done is it's encouraged chatter uh, at a more personal level with my clients. Uh, and I've found that they are asking me uh, sometimes quite personal questions. Um, which is which I quite relish. I you know bring it on as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's made them feel a lot more comfortable uh, to go riding more often. Uh, I've got, actually got a bit of a Strava group happening within that group as well, and so we've got a bit of a challenge to see who can ride the furthest in one week, uh, <laughs> which is actually proving to be quite hard because I actually can't keep up with the person who's. <laughs> one of my clients so she did 190k last week uh I did 140 so so yeah so it's actually creating quite a challenge sort of atmosphere amongst probably about 10 people so we're having quite a bit of fun with that uh, and it just allows me to ask questions about what they want from me so, so it's again it's, it's building trust with my clients which I'm absolutely loving yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what plans do you have for the future of your community that you're building now? I basically want all my clients on it. That's my goal. But I realise that not everyone uses Facebook. So that does propose a bit of a challenge. I want to be able to run competitions, have like a weekly challenge, uh, those sort of things, just to get people out on their bikes. Um, maybe it's even a gym you know, challenge uh, in the middle of winter. So it's just all about them still being active and just enjoying what they're doing. Uh, awesome. So I haven't really, I haven't really thought too much, you know, in advance. But there's sort of a few things that I'm thinking about. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> so as you can see, as you can see, like from even Janet's business, which is a very, very unique business, she's kind of found her weird which is you know people who are in the they don't see themselves as weird as I've explained in the podcast but it's that uniqueness that brings a community together like they know that it's a safe place um, for them to come and talk about biking um, they know that Janet's gonna challenge them they Janet it's opened up a great opportunity for Janet to build relationships with her clients so just from a little idea of just building a Facebook group, uh, I mean, you can create a community in different ways other than just a Facebook group, but this is like a very popular way of doing it. It's actually helping Janet's business improve. She's found her personal weird um, and is completely embracing that in her business. Now, some of you might say, oh, you know, that isn't for me. I'm not into bike riding, uh, but you might like yoga or, you know, whatever your thing is in your business. Find that particular weirdness that is unique to you, is unique to your business and make it normal. Make people feel normal when they come there and know that it's their passion that you understand and you get. And it's just beautiful how that then opens up the trust 
they're safe, they trust you and they, they'll in turn uh, hopefully buy some more stuff from you, which is really cool. So you touched on, thanks for sharing that, Janet. You touched on a little bit about how you originally kind of started out doing your cycle classes. Well, it's not classes, it's like guiding and coaching. And that's then led to other things. Can you just take us through a little bit of your awesome story since you kind of said yes to Christian women in business and joining and then where that's like what's happened in the midst of that? Yeah, sure. Um, So it has been a massive journey to me, uh, for me. And when I said yes to coming over uh, to the Deborah conference, that's sort of when things sort of started uh, kicking off. And I realized how much being part of the Christian Woman in Business community meant to me. And I hadn't really thought about it up to that stage, but it it was an amazing sort of journey that I'd been through. And doors started opening which I was blown away by. I never dreamed that I'd be in the place that I am today. I now, you know, contract to quite a number of companies and I've had the opportunity to go to Brisbane, obviously, to speak. And it's it's just opened huge doors. Like I'm now an assessor for Skills Active. And I don't think any of that would have been possible unless I said yes to joining Christian Woman in Business right back in, I think it was January, wasn't it? January, and, February, um, yeah. <laughs> January, February, yeah. And I really wrestled with that decision to join. I, I'd been offered a place with an adventure group, which I thought ticked all the boxes as far as I was concerned here in New Zealand. I thought, why why join a Christian group um, that's over in Australia? You know, it, it's too far away. And uh, what use would it be to me? Um, you know, why don't I just join this other group that has everything as far as I'm concerned that I needed for my business and for my business to grow? Uh, so it was a huge wrestling point in my head. Uh, I had a big battle going on. It was quite funny. <laughs> and, uh, so I joined totally against my better judgment to, to um, your group, uh, Sarah-Jane, and uh, then I found out that you love mountain biking, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm in the right place. <laughs> so it was really funny. And I just found that I was amongst a group of women who were amazing ladies who were very God-fearing and, you know, prayed a lot, and you could just, you know, share, and you, you didn't feel uh, judged or on or put on a pedestal you know you weren't rated in any way uh, everyone is very welcoming and it doesn't matter what background you come from or how far you are through your Christian walk that's not important it's the fact that that you are a woman and a woman who you know loves God and they also love God and so just being part of that group has been awesome and the whole journey for me has just been fantastic. Um, I've been blown away, as I said, by the doors that are opened. And I do not believe that if I'd said yes to this other group here in New Zealand, that I would be where I am today. I really thoroughly believe that with all my heart. Um, so, yeah, no, it's exciting times and things are going to happen in 2018. I truly believe that they sure are and what has been I think and thank you for sharing all your lovely words and it's been an absolute honor to kind of follow your story since you've started in your journey in your business and you know when you post up about so this just happened today and we're like what 
<laughs> it's been awesome. And, um, you know, we are split by the sea. And um, in November, we did get to meet at the Deba conference. And I think Yay. it made it so much more special that, you know, we finally no matter where you are in the world you you are feeling connected and then to be able to like actually meet all these beautiful people that you're building relationships with and kind of doing life together just makes it even more special and um, you know it's just something that we love about the community God's just had his hand on it all the way through and it's his uh, you know I just see myself as the host or the tool that God kind of has put in place to help build it but yeah it's it's so cool to see what God's doing in in your business and in the other women's businesses too so if you're thinking about joining we are open for intakes the first week of January uh, we open for intakes the first week in the first new quarter of each quarter so uh, we just encourage you to get your applications in and we'll process them for you. So uh, thank you so much for kind of finishing off this podcast show with how you're embracing community in your business and how you've kind of found your weird and made it normal for other people who also (laughs) enjoy what you're doing. So that's really, really good. Thank you so much, Janet. No problem, Sarah Jane. Awesome to be on here. And I'm so glad that we actually finally got to meet um, the other day. That was awesome. It's (laughs) so good. You finally hug. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. All right, listeners, thank you for coming on the show. And we'll catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time. We're so excited that we've almost made it to our first year of Christian Women in Business. Actually, we're that excited that we're going to have our very first birthday party. We couldn't have had a party without a little learning so we've created our first birthday party to be a full day's workshop and we'll be having our first annual conference so you can learn and celebrate with us above all we want to celebrate you because without you we wouldn't exist we invite you to join us on saturday the 17th of february 2018 at tweed heads New South Wales, Australia. Tickets are for sale on our website www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au and then click on our first birthday. We can't wait to see you there.